Hello, welcome to Tech Pixie Sparkle and Thrive podcast. Oh my goodness. Now, back by popular demand is Lisa Mellis, who is one of the people on our team, but also the, probably, well, definitely not the only person in the UK trying to create a tropical garden, but probably one of the few people and who is trying to inspire other people to do that through her YouTube channel. And uh, I just want to catch up with Lisa and talk about this because I remember the first time, Lisa, that you you were thinking about doing this and you were panicking and you're messaging me like, I have this thing. I feel like I should do it, but I'm nervous about it. So uh, for those of you who don't know Lisa, Lisa is our design uh, and brand manager. So she does all of the amazing uh, starry designs we have at TechPixies. She started out as a social media manager with us. Uh, but she's just got an incredible array of talents. So, Lisa, welcome back to the show. So, um, tell me, tell me what inspired you to create a tropical garden in England, and then to talk about it on YouTube. I think it's part of the challenge. I think for me is wanting to do something that is. I don't. I say challenge, but actually, the UK weather is actually really good for growing all sorts of things. It's the only really the winter that you've got to contend with to kind of you know protect your tropical plants. So, but but the challenge of growing something that is tropical and you know makes me feel happy every day, and 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 having something that is kind of un, unusual um, is is and and you know to make gardening. Um, attractive because it's so good for mental health it's so good for you know all areas of life um i think who wouldn't want a tropical yeah. garden who wouldn't want a jungle in their in their backyard uh so uh, that's one of the reasons why i started i have to say though it is a growing community there are tropical gardeners in the uk there are a few channels that i um, I'm really inspired by and I, I had been watching and I think one of the tips when you're thinking of starting a YouTube channel is to think about a what you're interested in and what are you watching on YouTube you know if you're if you're watching loads of these this gardening content a that is going to feed the algorithm because they will show people your videos to, to what you're watching so I watch this guy called George's Jungle Garden called George's Jungle and um, they show my I've looked through the the um, analytics and I know that people they're showing my videos to people to, to that audience to the people who watch his channel so whatever you're watching that's that's a good way to get started um, but I think the first thing when you're starting when you're thinking about starting up a channel because I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of people who are watching this and maybe thinking of starting a channel or you know are, are looking into it or, or maybe they don't know they want to start a channel um one of the first bits of advice i can say is start before you're ready that is what all the um youtube experts say start before you're ready because if you wait for a time when you are ready it'll never come um and also you've got to remember that nobody's watching your early video well some people are watching your early videos my me mom, i watched your first video i'm glad i'm glad but I, I think all my friends and family you know it's so funny because they're watching my videos and uh that's not really the people who you want to be watching the videos you want people who are interested in gardening really or, or interested in whatever your niche is whatever your topic is um so you know your mom and your gran are going to be watching some of your videos but um you they're not going to be your best audience your best audience is somebody who's trying to do a tropical garden in their garden and they want to get tips and and they come back so is that, is that where the description of your videos and the titles of your videos start to really matter from an seo perspective 
when you're just starting out that you make sure that it's searchable? I think there's a there's a lot that that matters in terms of SEO. I think one of the things is everything that you say is transcripted. So everything as well as the tags and the descriptions is yeah, the tags and the descriptions are important. I mean, the description for me is important because I need to put all the copyright in for videos and jingles and music that I've used. That's very important because they will take you down if you start stealing other people's uh, like, well, you can you can borrow people's music and, and acknowledge them. That's fine. Um, but only certain tracks and things like that. Um, but the copyright for me is quite important there. But um, yeah, in terms of SEO, you um, they'll transcript everything you say. So if you're a swearer, don't swear because that's going to that's going to start them showing you less and less to people. So that's that's quite important not to do that. Um, but I think when you start off, I think that one of the first things you want to do is is set your goals. So if your goal is to have fun on YouTube and just, um, you know, chat to your friends, share your holiday snaps, you're probably already meeting your goals. You know, if that's what your that's what your intention is, then you're already doing a good job. If your intention is to make money, then you need to know that. You need to think, is that what I want out of it? Um, um, my intention is I'd like to make money from it. I would like to use it to pay for my gardening. <laughs> I'd like to use it to pay for a hobby that I have that's quite expensive, you know. So, um, yeah, I'd like my child to make money. But to be able to make money, there's certain things that you need to be keeping on top of, you know, consistency being one of them, which is a is a hard one, you know, especially if you've got, you know, full-time job or whatever, you, you've consistency is difficult to keep let's talk about let's talk about consistency on youtube because you know we know i mean we teach social media tech pixies and we know there's different frequencies for different networks right so mm. you know instagram wants you to feed it uh stories pretty regularly um you know uh facebook is not as important to get content out every single day it's actually more about getting good content out and then getting that content shared so it reaches more yeah. people um pinterest you gotta just is like twitter you gotta put lots of stuff out there and then see what works and see what yeah. sticks. It's like throwing spaghetti at a wall sometimes yeah. um where you know and linkedin is is also consistency but not in the frequency let's say of of, of um instagram so you're it's a little bit more like facebook in the sense that you're putting out content and making sure it gets shared and commented on. That's really the priority on yeah. those networks. So with YouTube, when you talk about consistency, uh, I, so I interviewed Kathy Hay on our previous um, uh, interview and she's got, you know, a very, very large following on YouTube and, and her frequency, um, you know, varied, but it was at least one very crafted video a month plus another kind of shorter, less crafted one. So she's sort of, her frequency is actually only, and consistency is only about twice a month, but they're quite elaborate. And it's towards this peacock dress she's creating. Where do you sit in terms of your, the, the consistency and frequency that you like to see? I, it depends. I think they, they say early on, you should be trying to throw out as many videos as possible um, and to keep them quite short. Now, I haven't always done that. I've tried sending out some that are 15 minutes and see how they do. Didn't do very well, actually. Um, sending some that were you know middle of the range you know but but you need to um i think early days consistency uh if you can don't worry about perfection at all don't just ignore that i mean i try and get nice graphics just because i like 
nice graphics and that you don't worry about any of that you don't have to do any of the fancy stuff and keep it cheap use your camera on your phone when you start off and just 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 so your first videos in terms of length you know the ones that seem to be working getting views and traction how long are those uh roughly about five minutes five six minutes five six um, minutes the only way they do slightly better is is well it's all about retention it's about how long people are uh, sat watching your videos i think my my last one was 15 minutes because I hadn't done a video in a while and I thought I'll whack on that one and see how it does. Um, it did sort of, it upped my sort of average watch time because people watched it until about seven minutes and then went, oh, forget it. So it, it, it did up my watch time a bit, but I'm not at the stage yet where I can put out 15 minutes and hold the audience for okay but that's really interesting so you're looking at your analytics and you're saying okay how long am i retaining people and you saw that seven minutes when you moved to 15 minutes the seven minutes was the drop-off point yeah previously you were get, able to get retention on the five minutes pretty well yeah but they say okay. when, you're, when you're starting off keep them really short keep them as short okay. as you can and put so out nice and short nice and sweet and short and, and put out as many as you can as well i know i i'm, I'm not really sort of living by these rules because i haven't but that's because i'm a bit obsessed with the graphics like i really like that kind of thing but if you're starting up a youtube channel and you're not bothered about the graphics and don't be just work out loads and loads of short two minute videos and i think that's really important let me just pause there for a second when you say you know whack out loads of short ones like are we talking like L literally every day for a couple weeks just one two minute video if you can put out two or three videos a week at two minutes, I think those are good good odds. Because, okay. because like I say, start before you're ready. So it's really important. And again, I'm not quite following that plan, but I would that this is my advice if, if you were just, you know, if you're just starting out, loads and loads of short, short videos. And um, don't worry about the content because you've got to start before you're ready. Um, I think one thing that's really important is to have patience Discipline, sure, if you're going to be, you know, being consistent with it, you're going to have some discipline because uh, you're just going to have to keep going with it. Um, but patience, definitely. Don't expect it. It's not like Instagram. OK, you're not. It's very unlikely you're going to have a thousand followers in, you know, a couple of months. It's, it's extremely unlikely. Um, most channels will take between three and five years. I've written down, I've got notes, three and five years um, to get anywhere. You've done your research. I have done my research. I definitely have done my research. I, and um, yeah, and that's a good thing to think to do as well. You know, if you're starting up on YouTube, it's a good thing to kind of know. Well, I mean, that helps you as well, because if you're there with, um, I mean, I've got 147 or something followers. That is tiny, tiny, tiny amount. And that can be very off-putting, especially in the early days, because you're thinking, well, my videos are going out to no one. But it doesn't take much for one of your videos to reach the right person who then you get, I get, I get what you, what you would call golden subscribers. That's what I think. You get a few of these golden subscribers and you know that they sat and watched all through your video because they're giving you comments and you're actually getting relevant feedback and um, asking you questions and you get this kind of, um, and they are what you want. So, it's great that your family and friends are watching it, but don't be swayed by what they want you to do. Because I had a friend say to me, uh, I prefer it when you do like funny stuff. Like maybe you could have like a rake hit you in the face or something. <laughs> I said, no, I don't, I don't want to be like a gardening clown. I, um, you know, I, I, I care about what I'm doing. So 
you know, try not to be swayed by friends and family or the rest of it because your audience will will find you, I think, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I will say it was really funny because, I mean, obviously we're having this whole series on YouTube because we've just replaced uh, Newsflash. We've just replaced Twitter uh, in our social media magic program with YouTube because of the growing demand for the skill set in YouTube. Uh, and that's why we've decided to launch this. So we have a free resource for people who are interested uh, in finding out more about YouTube, getting started with YouTube. Um, so if you go to techpixies.com forward slash YouTube, you'll be able to get started with that. And I, and I think that's really an important resource for people who are thinking, you know, I don't know anything about YouTube and I'm, I'm interested in it. But, I, you know, what we've noticed is that this has become a very popular and very important skill set for people who are working in social media management or want to launch their own, you know, businesses for sure. So the other day I was, my son, my children are addicted to YouTube. They love, they don't watch TV anymore at all. Um, they're, they're, they're only watching YouTube. And I started to sort of say, well, what are you watching on YouTube? And a lot of it is like gamers showing them how to play the games they want to play better. Right. Yeah. So they're learning how to play these games better, but they've sort of, um, my son sort of has moved off that and he's gotten really into um, metalworks. And there's this guy that he started following and, and he, he said, mom, you're never going to believe this. He took a rusty nail and he turned it into a really like nice knife, like a really, really nice knife. And I was like, no way. There's no way he did that. And actually he was extremely entertaining. His video, um, you know, he was, he, he was funny. And, and, but then at one point in the video, he said, I had to take a break from this project, you know, cause I wasn't, I wasn't well mentally and I've now come back and I'm feeling a lot better. And, you know, and he was really open about that. And so it's a personality too, isn't it? Behind the, yeah. the YouTube video. You're not just, you know, you're, you're, you are a personality and, and being true to your personality is very, very important. You know? I, I think so. I totally agree. Um, I, I think one of the really important things as well, which I haven't mentioned, is when you start, is, is you've got to choose your niche. Um, it, it could be when you start out that, you know, you do you are watching metalworking videos or you are watching, um, you know, videos about fossils or, or tennis or whatever your interests are. But I think it's really important that if you if you start doing videos, A, don't do, A, don't do just like a day in a life and... Q&A with Lisa, that kind of thing. It's not good. It's just going to fall on deaf ears. You've got to do, um, you've got to really find that niche and exclude it to all others. Find a niche, but don't niche down too much. So for example, if I've got You Grow Girl, what I can then do is, it wouldn't be weird for me to talk about growing allotment veg or something like that. Um, well, it might, because seeing as I've sort of pushed the tropical thing, but you know, if you if you niche down really, really, really a lot, a lot, a lot, then you can't you you can't explore many other areas. Um, but if you're too open, what what will happen is you might attract people. You will you will attract a few a small amount of people who like you, and you'll you'll attract people who like. So if you've got your niche is you you're doing you're putting out videos of tennis you're putting out videos of fossils you'll attract some people who like tennis you'll attract some people who like fossils and a small amount of people who just like you now for those people who just like you it doesn't matter whether you put out tennis fossils whatever but remember that's a really 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 small percentage um if you're putting out videos of fossils they will then show that to the people who like tennis and 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 then the algorithm will go oh people didn't like that video well, yeah, yeah they're confused yeah 
so you confuse you lose you've just got to you've got to put it through to the right people that's so, really interesting so so but and i so this concept of niching is important so, so that the topic and and the importance of what you say you know yeah. the words that you use because that's actually the transcription is going through yeah um that's also important but interestingly enough this is what i find very different from let's say instagram and you know instagram well um, yeah. yeah. So what you were saying was don't just go on and say like day in the life or, you no. know, Q&A with me unless it's completely targeted towards what you're doing. But I think that that's something you would do on on Instagram. Oh, uh, well, I'll take that back. Look, if I had um, if I had sort of like, I don't know, like 10,000 followers, I might do that. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to do that now. That wouldn't got work. it. Okay, because you can do live video on on YouTube. In fact, we're doing a live video right now. This this podcast is now filmed um, and broadcast live to both Facebook and YouTube at the same time. Just because we have audiences, we're building up an audience on YouTube as well. So um, there's a question that's come in from our live audience. Actually, uh, Joanne says, "Can you schedule videos on YouTube like Facebook and Instagram?" Yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, for sure. So as you're dropping, so that's one thing to do is when you've got, let's say, a bulk of videos pre-done, you can pre-schedule those to drop out so I you're mean, not wasting your tail. Uh, yeah, that would be a great thing to do. I mean, I'm trying to do some batch content now. I think I think being able to do batch content is really good. Um, and also, if you're stuck on thinking what videos to do next, um, what you can do is you can actually go into YouTube. And so I might go into YouTube and type in, how do I grow and see what comes up? So you'll see what other people are searching for. So I might say, how, how do I grow? And it comes up with tomatoes. Um, I, I do have done this recently because I went on and it said, how do I do um, layered planting, lasagna planting, you know, the with bulbs. So I've just done a video on lasagna planting um, based on looking in that, that search history of what people are searching up. So, okay, um, so that's a great piece of research is to do what, what people are searching for. And then are you looking at the popular videos in those areas and then and then seeing what they're talking about and then creating your own version of that? Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 another thing I would say in, in making content is look around, look what other people are doing. Um, I think it's Pab a quote from Pablo Picasso is, uh, good artists copy, uh, great artists steal. So you look and you have a look on what other people are doing. Don't worry about if it's really, I mean, don't like do an outright copy, but you know, when you first start off, you are, you're kind of a, a nobody. So nobody's actually watching what you're, you're doing. Or then they might, they might, when you get more popular, they might go back and have a look at what you're doing. But that gives you a lot of freedom. Do you know, one of the things that people try and do is they try and grow, they try and grow really fast. And I, I would definitely rec not recommend you start doing ad spend on YouTube. I mean, yes, maybe when you have a couple of thousand followers, maybe, yeah, go for it. But when you're in your early days, it's actually quite a gift because you can do whatever you like. And there's this guy um, on one of the YouTube channels that I follow who talks about growing your YouTube channel. He says, use your season of obscurity to prepare you for popularity and i think that's a really good way of looking at it that actually you are in obscurity you can put out whatever you can put out and try lots of different things and it doesn't really matter because you'll look back one day i hope one day that when i've got lots of followers i will look back 
at some of my early videos and I'll go, God, what was I up to there? What was that about? And I'm kind of well, talk, talk to me about the graphics because you love the graphics. You are a yeah. you have a master's in design. Um, so, you know, you love design. Not everyone is 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 at that level, but we, you know, with the introduction of Canva and other tools, it's something that we can um, leverage uh, to make graphics a bit better. Talk about the different, talk about the basic graphic elements that really work for YouTube, um, things like channel art and your thumbnails. Um, but then also let's talk about if you want to get more fancy, where you would go, what you would use. Okay, YouTube likes it when you use their features. Okay, so if you use the end card, they just they just like it. it I don't know why, but the algorithm just kind of likes it if you just if you use all the stuff that they offer you. So talk to us about an end card for people who don't know what an end card um, is. An end card is pointing you towards other videos, other videos that you've done, and it's it's sort of keeping you in that loop of of people just staying with your content and you can decide what is best for people to go see after that video yeah you can and it's really simple to do um but some of the things that you would need um so an end card is one of them um but i'll start at the beginning so the first thing you'd need um i would suggest an in an intro so maybe just even it could just be a graphic it, it doesn't have to be a motion or anything like that. It could just be a still graphic with a logo on or, I, I don't know. Uh, probably a logo is probably better. And what yeah. editing software are you using to add in the intro? Oh, really simple. I'm just using, um, I'm not using anything fancy. In fact, for any of my editing, for, for, for all of it, I'm not using anything fancy at all. I, I've found that the best thing to use is, on Windows, it's Windows Movie Maker. And on a Mac, it's the free one. The really, really, you can use it on your phone. You can use it on your iPad. Oh, the movie, the movie That's maker. It. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, iMovie yeah. or something like that. iMovie maker, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so you're, so you're just talking about, okay, so you create the iMovie. <laughs> Everyone's like, iMovies. That's the one, that's the one. <laughs> got lots of people listening, watching, they're tell they're helping us out. Okay, so, so iMovies, I love it. Thank you, thank you to the live audience for that it's input. Really really good and I've watched a couple of YouTube videos of how again do that have a look at some YouTube videos of how people um uh create channel art but there was this one um who was teaching teaching you how to use iMovie and um there's so, there's so many tricks you can do with it like adding the gifts in um you know you could, I put my start cards my end cards um and they just stay there and just leave it in there and you can drop in music underneath and that can just stay there um, and is your start card different from your thumbnail? Yeah, only because at the end it's got space for the, the cards to actually go. Um, but yeah, you could have something very similar. Just yeah, you could have something really similar. It could just be it could just be your graphic or something like that. And and how important is it to encourage people to subscribe to the call to action? Oh, very, very, yeah. You have to constantly keep reminding people to do that. Um you can ask, you can even ask. I don't tend to ask, but I might start asking because if you look at actually if you look at your analytics i'd say probably 80 percent of people who watch my videos aren't subscribed so you know it doesn't hurt to to ask people because you know it can help but i i, I stick in i stick in graphics for that as well i also put in um background music um but again early days you don't have to worry about any of this but if you want to do um, background music, I'd go on to um, YouTube and have a look at free content music. So they'll have anything. You might want 
I don't know, you might want some kind of Chinese background music. <laughs> so you'd get you type in Chinese free, um, oh no, copyright free. Copyright you, free. Yeah, you'd get something. But you from, search for that on YouTube? You search for it on YouTube and I download it. Um, the easiest way I find to download it is just download it directly from YouTube. So I go to um, Save From Net and I just pull it across, download it, rip the music off. It doesn't really matter how you get it, but you just need to make sure that you credit that person. It's, it's very, very important that you do that. Um, but sometimes they'll put a, a link at the bottom where you can go and download their music from there. But I never bother with that. I just go from Save From Net and just rip the music off. And then you can so what, say that again, because it just cut out Safe From Net. Save From Net. Save From Net. S-A-V-E-F-R-O-M-N-E-T. So that's, yeah, that's Save From Net. So that's where I normally go just to, to rip the video off. Um, they call it ripping it off. It's... Uh, yeah, you rip the video off and then take the audio. Well, you can just drop the video actually inside um, Movie Maker, and it will just automatically just take the take the. So once you rip the video off, you upload it into Movie Maker or iMovies, and then you just use the sound from it rather than the video. Yeah, or if you look, if you don't want to do it that way, and not everybody wants to use Save From Net, um, you can always go because it can be a bit buggy. You can actually end up with a non-genuine site, so just be really careful with that. Um, you can actually go in the link in the description they'll probably have a website where you can go and download their music directly that's that's also a way of doing it i just like doing it that way because it's convenient oh so cop so people who create copyright free music will often have a place you can just go download that copyright free music from their website well yeah because they that's how they make their money so they make their money and, and you know if you really like their music it might be worth giving them a like and a subscribe because that's good for them as well um these people who are putting on this content um they all sorts people put on in fact i used to use i don't anymore but i used to use i don't know if you ever saw it had a, a like subscribe and a bell i took that off as well that's not mine i have one now that is mine but i haven't uploaded it but um i took that from um a youtube page that's just a free green screen it's free you can use it anyone can use it but um i i, I took that off and um there's a button that you can click that makes it green screen and then it just floats above your your video so it's another really good trick it's just really you know handy to have um just to remind people to like and subscribe there's loads of those there's loads and loads of free content and, and they make this their money from having loads of youtube subscribers and um people watching that content and downloading that content it was really interesting because we have one video um that we've had up for years like probably since 2018 or something three years it's now got over 5,000 views. And I went on to, to watch it last night. It's our uh, Life Coaching Toolkit video three for the visualization because I was trying to make a decision and I always go listen to that video when I'm trying to make a really important decision. So I'm sitting there, I was plugging in and I want to play it. And then I just got pitched this, like this person was pitching me something. I was like, what? You know, and then I'm thinking, hang on, we should be getting paid for this now. So, you know, it's interesting um, how it does change and and how, um, you know, I mean, obviously I was getting, I got an ad in front of my own video and I thought, oh no, you know, and that was an interesting experience as a, yeah. that's the first time that's ever happened to us at Tech Pixies where someone else has bombed our video with an ad, you know. Well, yeah, um, and then, um, but I mean, you can monetize your video after, I think it's about a thousand uh, followers. I can't remember, it's a thousand followers for sure. 
but I can't remember you. And you've got to reach a certain amount of watch hours as well. Yeah, that's okay. Well, that's good to know too. And that's part of your strategy is to get there. So you've got the ad revenue to pay for your garden, which I love. Yeah. I love what you said. You need a goal, right? Mm -hmm. And then also, you also said all this graphic stuff that we just talked about, all the music, you don't need to start with that. You just get started, started, yeah. get started before you're ready. Um, any other top tips you have for us? For uh, How about channel art? Is channel art important? Um, if you've got a recognizable brand already, then, then yeah, keep up with that and, and, and keep it consistent with your brand that you've already got. But if you're just starting out, um, again, you can pay people to do this stuff. If you go onto like Fiverr and, and things like that, you can you don't have to be a graphic designer. Actually, you don't have to be a graphic designer to be on YouTube at all, at all. You don't. You can. You can be completely clueless if you want. If you but want you, but you could hire someone on Fiverr yeah. to do all the the it's the start cards, the end cards, the thumbnails, the channel art. Yeah. Or you can go and use Canva and figure out how to do it. Yeah. And some people even get quite far with. I mean, no, not some people. A lot of people get quite far without using graphics and fancy stuff because their audience isn't bothered. You know. Um. And uh, you know, maybe try and if you're not sort of into graphics or it's not your thing i would just say try and get good lighting i think that's quite important um i've got a lighting ring set up here right now but um i don't really use it because i'm outside most of the time if you're going to start spending a bit more money on it well a try and get a nice backdrop um maybe a stand if you're using your phone i would maybe get a stand something like that good lighting um, if you're starting to spend a bit more money, audio is the way to go. Get really good audio because obviously that's your transcript. You want it picking up everything you say. I don't always follow that because I do mumble a bit. But um, Well, what I found is actually, I mean, on a computer I have a microphone, which is the Yeti Blue. Um, yeah. But I think with a with a, the iPhones are very powerful. And they're very you, good. Yeah, so I think they're very good. Okay, so this is great. You've given us some amazing tips, and I know people are looking forward to getting stuck in on YouTube. And like I said, we've got this brand new guide, um, the amazing Abby Moore, who is on our team. She's created this YouTube guide. It's free. It's a get started guide. It gives you everything you need to know to get started. Um, very similar to our podcast guide. Everything you need to know to get started and get off the ground with with YouTube, it's uh, you got to go there, techpixies.com forward slash YouTube. Um, I think there's so many golden nuggets in here. You know, uh, I think one is show up and do it before you're ready. Two is stick to your personality, stick to, you know, keep, you know, be true to who you are, be yeah. authentic, niche down, focus on something that, you know, people want to really zone in on, focus on. Yeah. Uh, and for you, that's tropical gardening. Have a goal. Uh, for you, your goal is to eventually be able to fund your hobby with mm -hmm. this adventure. And it's also, you know, a great way to learn new skills and try different things. Um, and don't feel like you've got to be super advanced right away. Get two minute videos out two to three times a week when you're starting. Um, and you can kind of worry about the rest later. Have I captured almost all of everything you've said? I think so. There's one more thing that I um, want to talk about. Um, and that is, um, and I actually think it's really important. And I want to tell you a little bit of a story if that's, if, you know. Go for it. Open to it. One of the things I want to talk about, and I'll tell you a little story about this, um, is um, negative comments. I think one thing that you cannot avoid with YouTube is negative comments are inevitable. And I don't even know what it is about YouTube. Because, I mean, I follow this woman um, who has got a beautiful tropical garden. And she gets negative comments and she gets, um, like, thumbs down and things like that. And I think, what is there not to like? People are funny in, on YouTube. You do get people just sort of 
just making comments sort of on everything and, and putting thumbs down on things, but just, just ignore that. And I've got a, a story of why I think you should kind of just um, leave that where it is. Um, one thing to note is if you are starting to get thumbs down on your videos, which, you know, I've, I've had a few, especially in the early days where you've got like five thumbs up and like two thumbs down. It's a bit like, oh no. Um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It means nothing. Um, so the, the, the thumbs down are actually work as a positive because what YouTube does is they count that as a view um, and they don't count towards anything bad. So actually they can work in your favor. So if you've got thumbs down, what it does is YouTube thinks that, you, it, that the people have watched it, seen your video and cared enough to rate it. So actually, it's not a negative if you get thumbs down. If you have um, millions of followers and you get like a hundred, and nothing's going to happen, you're not going to get phone calls from YouTube or something if you've got a hundred thumbs down. Um, if you had like a million followers and a few thumbs down, then, then, then you know, a few thousand thumbs down, they might look into it to see if you're doing anything offensive. But other than that, it's nothing to worry about that. So anyway, I, um, that's by the by. I just want you to, to know that, that just kind of ignore it and think to yourself, oh, great, that's another rating, so that's fine. Um, I had a negative comment on one of my videos, okay, and it made me have a sort of a bit of a crisis of conscience, okay, so I think it's quite an important thing to talk about. Um, one of the people on my videos had put, um, so I've got this statue in my garden, okay, and um, I've had it for several years, it's a statue of the nature that I have in my garden. Um, typical teacher, I bought props. <laughs> um, once a teacher. Uh, so yeah, I've got this statue in my garden um, and somebody said, um, as, a, as a Hindu, I don't appreciate you having that statue in your garden because, um, you know, Ganesha is normally found in a temple. Um, it wasn't like nasty negative, but it was, it was a negative comment. And, and I, I really had some time thinking about it, kind of going, I, I mean, first of all, I apologized, obviously. And I, I'd stand by that. I, you know, I'm not trying to do cultural appropriate. I mean, I mean, it is a plastic statue, but you know, I can't afford a marble statue. Um, so, you know, the, it, it's it's really important that you kind of think about. So, um, I had this negative comment. What do I do about it? I thought, shall I, shall I get rid of it? Shall I take it to a charity shop? Shall I, you know, what what do I do? Do I take it to the recycling centre? And I, and I thought. Um, why do I like it? Why do I want it? You know, because I was really, really thinking about, about this. Um, and I started thinking about it. Well, I've spent a lot of time in India. <clears throat> um, so when I was growing up, well, when I was younger, I spent a lot of time in India doing, um, um, I traveled around India, climbed the Himalayas, um, we built a school. Um, I've done, you know, so I've, and I spent a lot of time there. Now my dad, who was an entrepreneur, he started up a company and um, it was called, um, this is another reason why another connection to India. Um, he started a, a company called Amber. So A-M-B-A, he was Bob, so that the B was initial of his, his, um, of his name. So his com company was Amber Lamps. Um, and he had offices in Australia, he had offices in Germany, he had office, offices in India. Um, and I remember uh, he, one time when he was on one of his trips, business trips to India, one of the workers came up to him and gave him this um, magazine cutout um, of uh, the goddess Amber. So the name of his company was Amber, and they gave him this this cutout of, of the goddess Amber. And it was it was literally just a piece of magazine. And and the guy 
who was my dad's employee just wanted him to have this and wanted him to know that it um it was really important it was the goddess of, of the name of the company and he said if you this will destroy all your worldly obstacles and so my dad had this in his office for years years uh, for as long as i um you know for as long as he had an office he had this up in his his office and it's it's you know if you took it to a charity shop you probably wouldn't get 50p for it it's, it's kind of um but it's one of the most precious things that i have that i keep in my um in my office like he used to have in his office um and it just and that got me to thinking you know you are inviting people into your life they are not going to like everything you've just got to not lose who you are and you've just got to think you know yeah uh, yeah it's a plastic donation but it means a lot to me because of you know of, of my life and my life history and these things you know if somebody was to say i don't appreciate you having a picture of the goddess amber i'm like well it's a very important part of my life it's just one of the things that i would definitely save in a house fire you know so um just try to stay true to who you are and not not to really worry too much about what other people think about you know obviously you know if, if you if you offend people say sorry and you know I don't mean to offend people I don't ever mean to offend people but you know you are who you are and you know you're inviting people into your life and it's personal you know people are kind of in your world but some people are going to like it some people aren't but that's the way it goes well I mean you've got a really good point there it makes me think about a time that someone watched one of our YouTube videos and then emailed me and challenged my my faith basis um and I had a real big wobble because there was an element of one of our videos and um, the person who had done the video was a Christian. Obviously, I am a Christian that we have lots of people from lots of different faith backgrounds at Tech Pixies. But we both had decided this was a really good piece uh, of uh, content to give to our prospective students and students. And so we used it. And um, and I actually had someone challenge me personally in a direct message, not on the comments, um, sure. thankfully, but in a direct message where they just direct messaged me and they just said, you know, it wasn't far off, you're doing the devil's work. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not, you know. And, <laughs> um, but I mean, I was, I, I, I went into this personal crisis for a couple hours. Yeah thinking, oh my gosh, like, am I delivering something absolutely awful and not helpful and whatever. But what I did have to go back to was like you just said, why did we introduce this piece yeah. of content? And does this piece of content work? And, you know, and then where's the biblical grounding for what we did as well, you know, just so that I could kind of shore up that it was in line with with my religion and my faith and etc. Yeah. But it, it it is really interesting because, um, you know, people, they, what they might say to your face, what they, what they might say online, they're not going to say to your face, you know? Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, if we were in a room with people, I mean, unless they were really upset and yelling at you, like at a protest or whatever, you're not really going to see those negative people in real life because yeah. you're not necessarily surrounding yourself with them. But I think it is, it is, um, it is, I think your question of why did I have this there? Why, what does this mean to me? And, you know, and in the end, I decided not to pull it because I, yeah. I knew that it had impacted thousands of women in a positive way. And I um, and I felt really confident about the, the decision to move forwards with it. And that I and also I knew the intention, the intention for what we were giving the piece of content we were putting out there. The intention 
was to help people get clarity on their futures. The intention mm -hmm. was, you know, not to, for me to then manipulate their minds. That was not yeah. what the intention was. And I think when you, when you put something out into the world, you know what your intention is, you know, you know, if you're using it for good or for bad and, and, you know, and we do know that we live in a world where there's a lot of unknown unknowns and there's a you know there 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 is a spiritual thread and no matter what religion you have there is a, a people are people because of other people we're connected to each other yeah. um but we have to be careful about what we claim or don't claim uh you know and 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 what we say or don't say about other people's religions so what i'm curious about is what have you decided to do with the statue oh i'm going to keep it because i think that this is the thing i'm your first response, I think, when you get a negative comment, especially in the early days, is kind of aim to please, and you're like, oh, oh, get rid of, get rid of the statue, you know, get rid of that part of my life. Well, no, because you know, you are who you are. Um, people, people might not like it, and you know, they might have a good point. I mean, I'm not a Hindu. Um, they might have a very good point, but at the same time, it's my life. It's my garden. I am inviting people in. Um, and they are more than welcome to, um, you know, Please. question it. They're more than welcome to, uh, but they're more more than welcome to kind of question it and and and, and to say what they believe. And, and you know, I heard her. I heard what she was saying. Um, I definitely wouldn't like make a feature video out of it or anything. But do you know what's really it? Well, we're doing it now. We're doing the feature video. Oh, now. Yeah, no, but, I saw, I saw that. but here, let me also let me throw this out there. I have a mentor who I just, I mean. I just love her. She's amazing. Um, and one of the things she taught me to say when people point out criticism, because it's really easy when someone criticizes, criticizes you, I can't say that word, when someone criticizes you, that you suddenly get defensive and you try and defend why you did what you did. And yeah. she said, that's pretty much the worst thing you can do is get defensive yes. when someone criticizes you. So she has a trick um, um, that she's taught me, which I love. And then the crazy thing is she used it on me. So she taught me this trick and then I pointed out something in her program that was obvious to me, probably not obvious to her, but that all of the curriculum in the program was written by white males that were older uh -huh. and there was no female voice and there was no diversity. So I pointed this out to her and my question to her was, well, where do I go if I want to read about this stuff written by women? Because all I have are books from white men. Yeah. And anyway, she, I, and and uh, and it wasn't a it wasn't a criticism. It wasn't meant to be a criticism. But the way that I posed the question was, in the books you recommend, there are no women and there's no diversity. Where would I go to find that? And she said, "Thank you for pointing that out to me." And that was her trick. She had said to me in a previous coaching call or to everyone that was on the coaching call, she'd said, whenever someone criticizes you, instead of getting upset, you say, thank you for pointing that out to me. Yeah. And I'll look into it or I'll get back to you and give yourself the time and the space mm. to be upset about it, but then to process it and think about how can I handle that a different way? Uh, or how could, how, what are the, what are the different responses that I could, you know, come up with? And I think, you know, for, for, for me in that situation where someone criticized you know, who I was at fundamentally, um, I had, you know, I did have a bit of a panic freak out and, you know, and, and actually I responded really quickly. And I think it would have been really helpful actually. And in the end, 
you know, we, we smoothed it over, but in the end it was real and it wasn't public, you know, it was in a private direct message, which I think is so much better when you have controversy, but obviously you also can't put a lot of energy into that because it drains you. But yeah. it was just that point that I was thankful it was on DMs, not on the actual video itself. And then second of all, I was able to get to that point where I could process it. But I, I really love that concept of saying to someone immediately, thank you for pointing it out to me. Um, let me get back to you. Or thank you for pointing it out to me. Um, you know, I really appreciate your opinion. And, you know, I'm sorry if it offended you. And and that, and that you sort of leave it at that. But I, I yeah. love that you chose to keep it because you have reasons yeah. why. And that's, I think it's really important because one of the things that we at Tech Pixies acknowledge is that when women uh, finally get up the courage to take off the invisibility cloak and put themselves out onto social media, um, one of their greatest fears is rejection. And one of their greatest yeah. fears is is these negative comments and the trolling, et cetera, which is why a lot of people don't love YouTube. And it's actually one of the reasons we've said we're not going to keep pushing YouTube because it's just not a place that a lot of people like to hang out anymore. Oh, I, I, and I, I oh, no, sorry, I Twitter. I'm saying, oh my gosh, I, I meant to say Twitter, <laughs> not YouTube. We're pushing YouTube. We're not pushing Twitter. Yeah. But I think it's, it's important to be aware of this, that it might happen, and then be prepared and have a plan. I hear that. But I mean, don't lose sight, um, I think, of, of, of for every negative comment, um, you, you've probably got 100 positive comments. You know, don't, it's, it's, they're few and far between, really. They are few and far between. Some people, I don't know, some people on, on YouTube, um, maybe they've got nothing bad to do, I don't know. But it, it's a big audience. It's a really, really big audience, isn't it? If you think about it. So you're going to attract all sorts. But don't lose sight of the absolute um, pleasure you can get out of it as well. You know, when when I, I love when I've attracted somebody that's got the same interests and they share a video of something that they've done and there's a big community um, and somebody might even give you a shout out in one of their videos. I've had um, YouTubers who I really like who've started following me and that's so exciting. Um, so there's so much to be, to be, to celebrate about YouTube um, that sort of fixating on this negative is, is just not, it's just not worth it actually. Not worth it. Not worth All it. All right. Well, and I think, I just want to say thank you. I think that was a very worthwhile discussion. Um, I think a lot of people needed to hear that. All right. So, any top tips? We're wrapping up this podcast. Any top oh, tips for those newbie YouTubers out there? Yeah, one thing that I forgot to say as well about niching down. Okay, if you can't niche down, if you if you say to yourself, "Oh, but I but I love tennis and I love fossils," <laughs> sticking with that reference, uh, then you need to um, create two channels. So you have so you can separate them off. So I think it's it's really important that you 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 focus on, like I say, niche down, focus on what you're doing. Um, to the and maybe two channels is too much to start off with so maybe you focus on one to start off with that's where i would say if you could do both and they were both successful which one would you do and the, here's the thing in a normal traditional instagram this is why i think it's different in a normal traditional instagram feed you could talk about fossils and tennis and you could mix it up and that's part of your personality but in youtube you can then take multiple topics within fossils and multiple topics within tennis and that's going to work in your favor that's what you're saying yeah, definitely. I mean, if you think about how much you actually, if you think about a minute of time, how much you actually are able to say in a minute of time, it's a, a minute is actually quite a long time. It really is. So in the amount that you're actually putting out there in a minute of video is, is compared to Instagram, which is obviously, you know, photography mostly, um, you're putting out so much more, you're putting out so much more. So it needs to be specific. 
So tell us where people can find you on YouTube. Oh, you can find me at, and I've just got my own URL because I've, I've, when you pass 100 followers, that's your first milestone. Um, you can find me at You Grow Girl. So YouTube um, forward slash You Grow Girl UK. And I had to have the UK because You Grow Girl was taken. <laughs> but I am the number one out of You Grow Girl. So, uh, so I've got more subscribers than the other you grow, you grow Girls. But oh, that is another thing I didn't know this until uh, yesterday, I think. On YouTube, people can have the same name as you. They can't have the same URL. So it's annoying that there could be loads, but yeah, don't worry about it. It just makes sure that you're the best one, I think. I love it. Well, Lisa Mellis, wonderful to have you here. You're always a pleasure uh, to be have on the podcast. You're funny. You're entertaining. Thanks for having me. And you're daring. And let me just ask you this last question because we're going to wrap it up. Remember when you were nervous about launching this YouTube channel and you were messaging me? Hmm. Are you glad you did it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, I, I, I mean, I was talking so much about strategy, but I don't worry too much. Just go and have fun and, and, and get in there and you'll find your feet. I mean, obviously... I mean, I remember sort of the early days, Joy, of when we used to go on a live together. That was petrifying. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've, been, a, I've been a teacher. I've stand, stood in front of a classroom of, of, of people. But, but going on a Facebook Live, God, I found that terrifying in the early days. But do you, you find your feet, and, and I know a lot of you, you um, at Tech Pixies, you put out your, um, your live videos, and it's very nerve-wracking, and I really feel that. But you, you'll become comfortable in front of the camera, you know, yeah. and you'll just be you. You'll before long, you won't even be thinking about whether you look stupid, whether you whether people are agreeing with you, disagreeing with you, or, or whatever. You'll just become comfortable, and your content is going to get better and better. So, um, yeah, relax, enjoy yourself, and I do it. Put it out there because you never know what's going to turn into. I wish I'd started three years ago. Isn't that, the best um, time, isn't that the best time to start three years well, ago? Well, the best time to plant an oak tree was 20 years ago. The next best time to plant an oak tree is now. And I think that's <laughs> the message that's come in loud and clear. Lisa, thank you so much. Have a wonderful uh, rest of your day. And I appreciate your time. And I know people who are going to be diving into the YouTube uh, module at the Social Media Magic Program are really going to love this bonus uh, interview to watch. Uh, and I know we're going to be really excited to see how YouTube channels take off for our students uh, as Definitely. they get guidance. But of course, if you're just starting and you have no knowledge whatsoever of YouTube and you're not yet in the Tech Pixies program, definitely go to techpixies.com forward slash YouTube to grab our amazing uh, new free guide, Get Started on YouTube, that was created by one of our incredible coaches, Abby Moore. So thanks again. Really appreciate it, Lisa. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you.